Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. Hi everyone, and welcome to this new visual episode of Mobile Armor Radio. Unless you're listening uh, on the I'm, podcast, then it's exactly the same. Unless you're listening on the podcast, then it's just audio still. But there is a video component for those that, that wish it. Uh, and I am one of your hosts, Brian. I'm Jabber. I'm Rob. See, this is what we look like. I bet you never knew. You never knew. <laughs> Unless you've seen all of our other things other that we've done. <laughs> True that. So we're on we're in episode 57. Oh, God, I'm glad you remember because I couldn't remember. It's I'm, on the agenda. I'm read cheating. the agenda. <laughs> I, read the agenda I, didn't, I didn't read the agenda. Typically, like uh, Chopper and I don't, we're bad about that. We just kind of guess, and then we we let Rob figure out what we're actually supposed to talk about. And then he gets mad at us. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) And look at that. With the jump ship intro, we had some banter and everything. (laughs) For Brian's Uh, banter, look at that. (laughs) Yeah, I did it. Uh, Complete with video. So uh, with that. We'll move on into the dropship and talk about what we're working on. Dropship landing. That is fun to use that. So welcome to the dropship. Uh, this is the section of the show where we talk about what we're working on. And, uh, you know, in the, in the, the mech hobby space. And so I'm going to throw it over to... Chopper. Oh. What have you been working on? Uh, I am now still on month two of not working on anything. Ah. It's still Adepticon, you know, same old excuse you can hear until March. Probably Uh, until until after March. Well, yeah, because the day was in the March. Uh, Then it'd be like, Gen Con coming up. I am going to be honest with you, I am making very big strides in my hobby room that, uh, I will have some stuff done or be able to get stuff done painting again because I'll have actual table space. Uh, that being said, at the time of this recording and probably the release of this date, I'll probably have worked on something. Uh, it doesn't count. It <laughs> does not count. No, no. I'm, because I'm going because <laughs> I'm going to go hang with a buddy on Thursday uh, and we're just going to hang and paint. So. Oh, that's cool. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'm going to bring some stuff. Uh, I'm going to try and finish John Barry Ross's giant scorpion thing that I printed many moons ago. Uh, I'll try and try and get that done too. Uh, but other than that, honestly, nothing. Just uh, a lot of work, a lot of Adepticon prep, a lot of cleaning of the hobby space. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, so out of curiosity, Rob, like you, because you edit the the episodes, now you have to leave the uh, like the odd pauses where we're just like stumped and thinking about things. Yeah, any any interruptions will be in the video now. You'll see it. There's there's no, uh, you know, editing involved. We 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 have a lot of very pensive thinking into the camera. <laughs> yeah. So, so Rob, speaking of. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I have been working on uh, once again John Barrossi Pat mentioned him, but he, he did a he called it Project uh, Kyote I think it is and it's uh, pretty much a 
40k um, knight. I don't know. I don't know anything about 40k, but it's a giant robot from 40k, anyways. And uh, I uh, printed one up, but the uh, the it took a, like over a week, I would say, to print this thing, because it's a lots of parts. There's a lot of parts going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool though. Did, did you do resin or FDM? I'm resin guy. I have only You're resin. resin guy. Gotcha. Yeah. I um, think your your FDM went down, didn't it? Oh, it died many years ago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, if you're on the video version, you can see my mech and uh, with his drawings to see how it turned out. Uh, it's also on our Facebook page if you want to go check that out. But um, please come to the YouTube, sign up because that's where we're going to be. So. Yeah, we're going to be porting over there soon. And uh, yeah, uh, the show notes will have the link to where you can buy it. I think it's like. 17 bucks something like that but it's uh that might be canadian because i'm not sure if it automatically changes <laughs> but uh it uh is awesome it is huge lots of different weapon options and uh very modular he has uh all the instructions are for magnetizing it i only magnetize the arms everything else is uh solid but a lot of different totally different options make it look different i guess according to whatever faction you're playing in 40k maybe i don't know so <laughs> I did that, which took a while, and I also did, uh, from Extra Guy Patreon, I did a Pris on a motorcycle from Bubblegum Crisis. Okay. The picture's terrible because it's really close up. You can see all the little, uh, little. I haven't cleaned <coughs> up, cleaned up the uh, image too or the uh, model too much yet. I haven't. It's not prepped for painting, let's just say. But she turned out pretty good, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I like her a lot. Extra guy has tons of cool mechs. He does a lot of. Um, lately, he's been doing a lot of uh, Titanfall, Titanfall stuff. So if you're into that game and you want uh, 3D prints of that, those mechs from that game, check it out. Well, but, I haven't played that game in a long time. I've never played yeah, that I, game, so I have no attachment. The, the second, the second game does have a single player um, mode for it. And that was a lot of fun. I never got the second. I only played the first Titanfall. I remember when it first came out, it, you can like you're not in a mech at first, right? And then you hijack them kind of? Uh I think you can unlock them and then you can summon them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh seeing Oh, but you can also take them from someone else if they should happen to jump out of theirs. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. <laughs> but uh fun, yeah. fun fun game mechanics <laughs> all around really. So there you go. Play Titanfall, but I never have, but uh yeah, that's what I've been working on pretty much, those two 3D printing stuff. I haven't 3D printed in a long time, so it was nice to have a project kind of to do. So mm. I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, it's about me. What about you, Brian? Well, uh, I'm in a, a similar boat to, to Pat in the sense of, of the Adepticon prep and, and projects like that. So a lot of my uh, hobby time is devoted to uh, printing and painting up terrain. Of, of every uh, variety, but uh, lately, one one thing uh, I've been kind of focusing on is, is for firefight, uh, having kind of just blocking obstacles. I have a lot of buildings uh, that I've, I've you know used for a dead zone and whatnot, but I wanted you know things that are okay. This is an impassable object; you can't go into it and out of it or anything like that. You have to go around it. Um, and what I found is crash spaceships uh, are a lot of fun to 
to have uh, as a as a battlefield uh, piece. Crash and Bandicoot, so, what? Crash. <laughs> close. Um, yeah, I think I've, so, uh, on on your Twitter you posted it, didn't you? Yeah, I I have uh, a couple uh, a pair of pieces that I found uh, on Thaniverse that I think are a Star Wars spaceship of some kind. Someone recognized it, so <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not as well versed on the different spaceships in Star Wars. Um, it's a Y, it's a Z, T, Z, you know, from yeah, some I, obscure it, cartoon. It's yeah. some some kind of, I think it was some kind of transport one. Like, it wasn't one of, like, the main ones you see in yeah. the movies or anything like that. So It was in the uh, background of the holiday, Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But uh, that one it was kind of fun because it came in two pieces, like the the front and then the tail were both like crashed. And so I have, I can either do it as as like a, a pair of pieces and one battlefield, or in this case of like Adepticon, I'll have one in each uh, yeah. each section. And then I I had one that was a piece from um, Corvus Games Terrain. They're the he's the guy that does uh, the Tycho uh, spaceport set and the isolation protocols uh some of my favorite like uh 3d printed uh scenery used for dead zone and uh and so that was the, the latest one i did which has like the four engines on it and it's just like a a wrecked hull um that was that was kind of fun in that uh, i've been trying to practice dry brushing uh so like doing it where it's it's black black paint uh spray paint for priming and then do a couple of dry brush of gray and white, uh, and then and hitting it with like contrast paints. Uh, really, just trying to find ways to to get this stuff fast. painted up and, yeah. and table ready fast. Um, Actually, what you can do is base I don't the have color. <laughs> well, you can just get a rattle can gray. Yeah. And get a big brush, maybe like a half inch to a three quarter inch wide brush, and just dry brush with that. To then, make it look real rough, yeah. As a, oh. as opposed to doing black, yes. Do, do gray instead. Well, primer them, then play them all gray, and then or zenith, do white. Do a zenith and then do that. Yeah. Zenith yeah. and then uh, and then. I mean, but for the sake of speed, I just do black. Or even that. since they're crashed, make it uh, do it like gray, and then from the where it's crashed to, just spray black up so it looks like it's a charring. You know. That could be fun. Yeah, it might work. Uh, but if you're looking so. for speed, <laughs> yeah. Prime it. yeah. Yeah, gray, any, anything I then, can do with, and with then a spray paint. Then, then a wide brush, like a half inch to three quarter inch. Yeah. Gotcha. And don't waste paint. Don't waste good contrast paints on terrain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all you need is just uh, a dark gray and then a, a light gray or white to dry brush. It'll hit all the high points. Although it did look awesome. Okay. So it, the end oh, nice. result looked cool, but uh, yeah, it probably is going to cost I, you an arm and a leg. I feel like the camera was doing a little bit more legwork uh, in those shots than uh, you know when I when I've got it this close to my face, it's like. Ah. Yeah. But you know when it's sitting on the table and you're at least a foot away from it. Yeah, it's but fine. yeah, but don't waste contrast paint on. Yeah, it does. Kind of, I've been finding like contrast doesn't work great on big flat. No, it doesn't work on flat pieces surfaces. anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, you'll find to... big brush dry brush is a way to go with bigger items like that. Yeah. So, and and it, since it is crashed, it doesn't matter how bad it looks because that that was all done by the atmosphere. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you you run into a run planet, into the Earth at uh, 
Mach 10. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's that's been uh, the majority of, of my hobby time. Uh, that's It's been a neat project to do. Like I said, I've been trying to practice more and, and come up with those techniques uh, that uh, I, I have not uh, established or added to my toolkit yet. Uh, so just, you know, good things to practice uh, and for future things. Yeah, and the good news is if you get a big brush, it can be like a, a 75 cent brush because you're dry brushing. So it doesn't make a difference how used it gets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheap paint too. But, get like the Apple barrel paints or whatever from Walmart. The cheapest paints you can get. Yeah, that's a good way to do. Don't waste yeah. good paints either. For, for your highlights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for, for a lot of the future pieces I'll be working on, that's it. Because I, I do have a bunch of... Um, more of that that Corvus game train because they're actually the fun thing about them is uh, I spoke to the guy and they're going to be sponsoring a couple tables oh, at nice. uh, Adepticon, awesome. so that are going to be all of, of their terrain. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then uh, some some throwing in some prize support as well for nice. for the event. So uh, really cool time. guys. And um, I think they're so going to be there. To... Obviously, I don't I don't know actually. I mean, where they, they do, from? Since they do three D models uh i forget where i think he's is he irish oh he's from europe no. he's not coming though he's not <laughs> i don't i don't expect to see him at adepticon um but i absolutely love the the terrain that they put out um they, they've been great for dead zone and and for firefights so uh yeah i wanted to wanted to showcase it and you know spread the love on that cool so i i think with that uh Put a wrap on, on hobby time and head on into the Comstar. Excellent. Message from Comstar. And welcome back to the Comstar. This is the sec section of the show where we talk about, you know, TVs, movies, news, uh, books, comic books, you know, everything under the sun uh, of, of the giant mecha genre, if you will. Uh, that we've enjoyed in the, the last month. And so I'm going to throw it over to Rob this time to start us off. Sure. Um, there is some news. The Aegis uh, Kickstarter, those guys, uh, they killed it. They ended up with, uh, what is it? Uh, so in, they did very well. They did very well, yeah. They, <laughs> uh, over 1,000 backers and over $100,000 for their Kickstarter, which is great for them. Nice. Like, nice. I think they did what they did last time in the first 48 or 24 hours, maybe, maybe 48. Oh, nice. So they they, they obviously uh, got a lot of word mouth between their last Kickstarter and this one. So I hope good, to see them at them. Uh, at at uh, Gen Con. I assume they'll be there, so we'll check them out there. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see the game. It's going to be fun. So it's good to hear from that. Um, I don't know if we want to uh, get into the the uh memorial part do you want to just save that for the mech bay or do you want to uh, mention it here i mean we can we can mention it here it'll it'll ironically kind of touch on another thing that i i did in this month so uh yeah we can we can bring it up now yeah so uh the creator of battleship yamoto and uh also what harlock and uh mm -hmm. what's that other one the uh train one space uh, the uh, 999 Galaxy Express 39. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He uh passed away. It's Leiji Matsumoto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also of uh Interstellar 55555. I, I had that <laughs> right number of fives. 
It's five fives. <laughs> he was 85, so he, he lived a long and prosperous life and uh, mm -hmm. gave us lots of great anime to watch. So Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. So it's a great, sad... Great stories, uh, yeah. you know, and about, like, you know, not only the space and, and you know, really crazy concepts of, of, like, why don't we just have, like, sailing ships in space? Yeah. Why don't we just have trains in space? Yeah, it was uh, uh, imaginative stuff. It wasn't trying to be accurate. Mm -hmm. It was just cool stories, yeah. And some of the and greatest then, looking characters, too, so. Oh, yeah. And and just the, the stories being told with that as the backdrop. Uh, you know, very human stories, very... Uh, as alien as a lot of it was, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was there was a lot of very mature storytelling going on. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace. But uh, we'll get more into that in Mech the Hanger because it's, it's inspired Brian. So. Yeah. Uh, other than that, for me personally, I've been playing a hell of a lot of Mech Warrior Five. I got it on Steam. So. We, me and Pat have been playing the co-op a lot, but it's uh, also played it solo a lot, and it's been fun. A few uh, hiccups here and there. I did have, uh, when I installed the new uh, expansion, I had all my save games uh, just go away for that expansion. So then I, oh. I, I got knocked back quite a few years, so I had to replay a lot of the stuff. Gosh. But uh, good old glitches, but uh, it's, still, it's still a fun game. I, I got it originally when I think I actually backed on Kickstarter when it came out. And I, I played it a little teeny bit, but since then I played a lot more of first-person shooters like uh, Cyberpunk and stuff like that. So I'm a lot more into playing that format, so I, I'm a lot more used to it. I never used to be a first-person first shooter kind of guy, so... And that's sort of what the game is. You're in, you're in, the, you're in the pilot seat, so... Yeah. And fun times. And all the classic mechs and everything. Pretty cool storylines, too, which is fun. So in the in the last uh, expansion just came out for it, which was the Rasselhag, and uh, you you go from the in beginning of uh, them showing up, so it's kind of fun. A lot of history too. I was amazed at like as points in the uh, year tick on, all of a sudden some historical thing happens. I'm like, oh, they yes. actually built that into the game. <laughs> That's pretty fun. A lot of games were just like I know in the other BattleTech game, you just played for like hundreds of years, so, like it didn't matter what the time was, but this one it actually matters what the year is, so it's kind of cool. Uh, that's about it for me, though. I don't think I've done any movies or anything else. I did uh, finish reading the rest of the other series for the uh, Marvel Mech series. I, I don't know. I think I might have talked about it last time, but it's wacky. <laughs> <laughs> I, to sell toys, but the DC one, I don't know what's there for because it's not selling toys, but at least the Marvel one has a toy line associated with it, so it makes sense. But anyways, uh, that's about it for me. Anybody else got any Comstar? Uh, Pat, how about you? Uh, not too much, again. Uh, but like Rob said, I've been playing a lot of Mech Warrior Five myself. Uh, most of the co-op, because I find that the co-op, I like the co-op. Uh, we'll make mention of this. The best part of the co-op is that you can help mm -hmm. each other uh, through the missions and help build up your storyline. So, uh, because the AI, the AI is dumb. Yeah, you have lance mates, and they are stupid. <laughs> They just do dumb things sometimes. So it, it's uh, it's like we'll use your. I, I came in and we decided to play Rob's campaign to get him move forward. And you were stuck in was it a, a story, plot line, story plot line? Oh yeah, yeah. Because you kept getting overwhelmed, so it took me and him. 
Yeah, like Pat would it, actual tactics where I would I would go up and draw him back, and then Pat would snipe him. Where the AI would uh. never be smart enough to do that. Like you can't yeah. set them to do that. So there's things like that where. Uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, if you have Mac Warrior Five, make sure you have something to play because it will make the game easier. Uh, I can imagine playing with like four guys. That'd be real fun. Have each it guy in the nice, lance. So. Like I think it'd be almost too easy because you'd be way too smart. But <laughs> but it's fun. I don't know. There's, there's some of those ones where all of a sudden you're getting bombarded by yeah SRM tanks and there's eight mechs around you. <laughs> I have a in my new my current lance. I have a I think it's an Atlas or something, and he keeps getting destroyed. I'm like. How does this guy keep get destroyed in an atlas? <laughs> like, come on, what are you Skill. doing to do to do this? You know, like, I want to just maybe, one time just follow him around, see how stupid he is. Like, what is he doing? Maybe he's, maybe he's threat level one, and everyone just goes after him. Yeah, but he just stands there, I guess, and just takes it. I don't know. Ignore <laughs> that too. Maybe he thinks he's a Steiner. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if you don't have it, get it. It's a fun game. It's super cheap uh, and it was on sale, but I think it. It's it's going to be on sale a lot more because it's I mean, just sort of the, life. Just the co-op, uh, co-op fat, uh, option of it is 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 worth the deal because uh, you don't have to play it solo. And if you get frustrated with the AI, like I said, you can just get together with your friends and uh, each rotate through and play each other's campaigns. And uh, it's even cool that like I'll, I'll forward the campaign and find the missions while Rob is fixing all the mechs. Yeah, yeah, you can choose to do things yeah it's so. fun it's a fun game it's uh we're late to it but it's uh it's worth playing if you're a Battletech fan so uh there you go uh Brian if you want to be a third pilot you can always use a third pilot <laughs> <laughs> I've been so like my my like video gaming time is is so strangely like narrow especially right now yeah but uh but like I've I managed to to get a couple of things uh, in 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 a time since last month. Uh, I've actually been playing. Uh, re restarted, or I shouldn't say restarted. I picked up where I left off on uh, on Xeno Gears, uh, which if I I forget if I mentioned last time, I was on the eve of like a big like mm -hmm. battle uh, when I had had just like walked away from the game for a while. So to like come back and try to remember how to play, yeah, no, uh, during massive during this, uh, yeah, like, fight, <laughs> you know, like multi mech battle onslaught kind of thing. Um, that was fun because I I completely forgot how to heal my my mechs while I'm fighting. So so there was a couple where I'm just like I'm just gonna hammer them in the hope that I, I make it through. <laughs> I'm just running out of health quick. Um, so uh, but but pick that up again. Um, Based on, the, I I won't lie, I'm using a guide. Uh, some of these old, older games, and and uh, I am only playing them kind of like an, an hour or so before bed. So it's like you don't have time low, to bash your head energy. against a wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't don't really have the time for the grind. Um, and so, uh, but I I think I'm maybe three quarters of the way through at this point. Uh, see, seems to be getting near that that end game uh, stage. So. Uh, you know, hopefully that uh, you know our. It's a little bit of a spoiler, for a game that's however many years old now, PlayStation One era, but uh, you know when when your your submarine can fly, uh, that's where that's where we're at. So it's it's very uh, you know Nadia the Seer of the Blue Water. <laughs> uh, 
Reminds me of in uh, Final Fantasy when you finally can get the uh, ship flying. You're like, God, thank you. I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) So always a great part of of those early RPGs when you just get the airship that can take you around the world. Yep. Um, And then uh, I've also been playing. uh, My brother had gifted me Halo 5. from uh, you know over Christmas, and uh, I know it's not the favorite uh, in the in the set, but uh, it's, it's one I hadn't played before, uh, and so I've I've been working my way through that, and uh, and you know we'll see we'll see how it goes. Uh, it, it is one thing where I think I mentioned before I like watched all of Red, Red versus Blue, yeah, um, including some of the the newer stuff, and there's a lot of the same kind of vibe, uh, I mean, in part because it was the same engine at that point. Uh, so stylistically, it looks very similar, <laughs> but also like uh, like s- cinematic events and everything are all You're very like, dramatic. You expect uh, some of the characters to pop up? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. And like everyone's kind of their, their own unique little Spartan. There's like a group of Spartans that you're running around with uh, and they're all doing like kickflips and you know, taking out dudes and, you know, as the camera's like trying to follow everything going on. So it, it reminded me of that, not in the greatest way, because I always felt like Halo's cutscenes were very grounded. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this is like a point uh, that, that people picked up on the, of, of that change, that shift in tone uh, that Halo was kind of taking at the time. So, you know, I'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm intrigued by you know, what ultimately happens in the story. Um, I do think that one misstep that they had is uh, they they have a lot of elements that are from the books, uh, specifically Blue Team, which is Master Chief's, like, original team that he, he piled around with um, near the before the adventures of the first Halo. And, um, and they're just kind of there. Like, suddenly they're in the scene, and it's like, well, if I read the book, you know, I read so far in the books, I'm like, I thought those guys were like lost. Like we, <laughs> we, we, we haven't touched on them at all in the video game franchise that they even exist. So I felt like there could have been some lead into them. A little bit of explanation of inter- introduction, if you will. I wonder if there was like a, some tie in media or something that did it there there is a novel that explains kind of like how they arrived at the party yeah, yeah. as as it were but like <laughs> it, it's it's funny too because like even in the books they get like sidelined they're, <laughs> they're kind of tucked away for most of the conflict of the, the human covenant war and then it's kind of like and they're suddenly back and if you've read this book over here you'll know why top of that book's <laughs> You need to read like these five books just to even know who these guys are. <laughs> yeah, and and where your they favorite are guys, you don't know who they are. Yeah, and it's great, great because you know their names are like Fred, and, <laughs> you know Master Chief's name is John, right? <laughs> so it's it's all very plain names. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'll I'll keep you guys posted on my thoughts on Halo Five <laughs> as I go through it, and um, you know hope people don't care for spoilers on that one because whatever <laughs> it's Halo Five. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as kind of the last uh, point of, on the, the media front is uh, that kind of tied into the, the Leiji Matsumoto news, uh, sadly, is like the week before, um, my wife was out of town and for a day. And so I decided to uh, watch, you know, uh, I had 
uh, oh gosh, Ar Arcadia of My Youth, which is like the Har Harlock's kind of origin story movie. Uh, and, I, and I watched it alone because it's like two and a half hours long and my wife wouldn't care for any of it. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I had it on, had it on Blu-ray for the longest time and I'm like, I want to finally sit down and watch this um, and really enjoyed it. Like, so, uh, so this was before he passed away. Yeah, this was. So it's it's your away, fault. <laughs> it is my fault. I'm I'm finding more and more often, uh, you know, when you I curse. Watch, I watch a major part of media that I've been wanting to uh, for the longest time. Uh, something related to it dramatically happens. Uh, I, I I kid you not. Um, yeah, the, the last time it happened was I, I finally got around to watching Revolutionary Girl Utsuna, and literally the next day, gay marriage was made illegal in the United States. Like, <laughs> so, See? Um, you're, you're, a, you're like a harbinger of doom. Yeah, or, or good, you know, in that case. Sometimes. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's, that's enough about that. But yeah, I, I really did like um, the Harlock movie. Uh, it's something where I... I really loved Leiji Masamoto's like artistic style. I've watched uh, the newer take on the Battleship Yamato, and uh, I've watched the Galaxy Railways and and Three Nine. Uh, are, are kind of been the only entries that I've actually had into uh, his universe, but I, I absolutely love every single one of them. Uh, they 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 stand out stylistically and artistically. Like I mentioned earlier, the the stories. Uh, within them are very complex and emotional and uh, and very human, um, despite all the fantastical things. Like Galaxy Railways has like three storylines where the main character like jumps into it in the past for some reason and is there, you know, by his brothers while he's about to die on a battlefield. <laughs> like. Uh, you know, just just kind of like weird things that happen in space, but at the same time, it's it's still a very human story being told. Um, go check out Galaxy Railways if you haven't yet. Any of the, um, any of his works should should be checked out for sure. But uh, with that, I think we'll we'll move on to the Mech Bay Hainer and talk more about some pirates. Now entering the Mech Bay Hainer. I noticed that that snapper says Rob no. Is it supposed to say Rob no? <laughs> Rob no. Where does it say that? Oh, at the top, yeah. At the top. The, yeah, it's some 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 director stuff. You just love this clapper. You have to mention it every time. I have to mention it every time. Well, welcome back to Here's the, the Mephainer. <laughs> Rob has a clapper that he he signals us in so that he can edit around uh, the in betweens. But Brian um, refuses but anyway. to not acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> and and I will continue to break the rules because like any good pirate, uh, the rules are just, you know, suggestions and guidelines. Uh, but yeah, so so we thought in, in honor of, of uh, Matsumoto's passing that that we would talk, you know, about, you know, space pirates and, and pirates uh, in, in the context and themes of of mech and, and mech related franchises and and whatnot like that so just we thought we'd mention a couple of our favorites uh you know this doesn't have to be you know the the wholehearted you know 
good guys fighting for freedom, like like Harlock necessarily. There are a lot of pirates that are out there and up to no good. <laughs> so it's almost uh, I, it's almost part of their tradition. So I want to start <laughs> off with with a, a quick honorable mention sure. of Metal Beard from the Lego Movie. <laughs> Metal because Beard. He's, he's a giant pirate that's like a mech. And he's got a himself. shark on his arm. He's got a shark on his arm. He's got cannons on his arm. He's just a big Lego monstrosity. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to mention Metal Beard as a mecha pirate. He is, uh, but he's pretty cool. He is, he is a fun one. Uh, but my, my official kind of first one that I thought I'd bring up is actually Long John Silver from Treasure Planet. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, there is a movie called Treasure Planet, and it is a it is a space age take on the Treasure Island tale. And in it, we have we are met with uh, Lon John Silver, who is the cook on the ship. Uh, he is a cyborg, uh, in that he has a mechanical hand and leg uh, that he uh, uses to uh, take over the ship and and try to uh, thwart our heroes and steal the treasure. Uh, it's it's a really fun movie, uh, in in my opinion. It's not a perfect movie, not a you know. It's got some some flaws, uh, but it it's I always find it incredibly imaginative, uh, especially with the designs and artistically. I, it's always been very striking to me, and uh, and it's got some some real heartfelt moments uh, within it. Uh, but but Long John Silver is is kind of you know the second main character of, of the story and, and fluctuates between being a villain and just an antagonist. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of great chemistry that he has with our, with our main lead. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I thought, you know, with the, the space sci-fi lean that they, they applied to his character and, and kind of the, the technology that they made to do the 2d and 3D elements of his character and make it look very seamless is, is very impressive to me. So, hmm. so yeah, I'm going to start off with Lon John Silver. Lon John. So I'm going to then throw it over to Pat. Okay, so my pirate is actually just a faction of space pirates uh, from uh, Bubble Suit Gundam Age. The Basidian. Nice. Yeah, they're, so I guess the, the overview is that they start as the enemy of the the Earth fit against the Fetties. And I guess in this, I don't know too much about age. I'm also going to age as much as, uh, it, I think that started off as a manga, right? Well, I, I, yeah, I forget if it started off as a manga. I know one of the, the I don't know if I'd say gimmick uh, or or themes of of gundam age was that you follow multiple generations of yes characters. it goes through different ones uh even with the basin they have two two main captains from different ages uh mm. i can't even remember the first guy's name but uh he looked like the pirate had the black beard and the hat and uh, <laughs> and then Classic. captain ash the captain ash who was like a young kid mm. uh but the they were mainly against the fetties attacking uh, I think the Fetties in in the manga and manga are trying to colonize Mars, and okay. so they're they're raiding those ships, and in raiding those ships, they also bring on the ire of an alien race, 
and I want to I want to say <laughs> they were it's spelled V A G A N, but I think in the series they actually called them vegans because we used to make fun of them. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> the vegans. All vegans are from outer space. <laughs> That's right. They're all enemies to society. <laughs> yeah, and the vegans, if, you, saw, get their if you look at their sketches, too, they're kind of had like, they almost look like Admiral Akbar, but his okay. suit was a helmet, not a head. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, but it goes through a series of those the, through the war against the vegans and the Earth Fetties. Um, the war against the vegans. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Captain Ash is the one I, I kind of gravitated more to uh, because he had actually a, a ship they, that he would command everything out of, and I don't remember the name of that ship. <laughs> they, they, Gundam has has weird ship names like yeah, the Hell Argama. Like, what is that? <laughs> where do you come up with that? Exactly. Uh, but you know, I, I think anything that goes against the fetties is awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, the Federation is it's not all good guys, no, but anything against the fetties, <laughs> all right. Uh, but they did, and Good to Mage Head did have a, a few set of different uh Gundams out of there, too, if I remember right. Uh, they had like uh, what do they call it, the Dark Hound. Yeah, that's the one that I was just showing. It's uh, it's got the skull yeah. on the forehead. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. So uh, it's all black. Yeah. So there's some really cool looking uh, Gundams that came out of Age and yeah, it's funny. I because I think they had their own. They had their own mech uh, uh, Gundam. Uh, if I remember right, I think they called them B B M S Basidian Mobile Suits. Mm. Neato. I uh, that's a blank spot in my knowledge of Gundam. I've never ever seen any of the Age stuff. So, yeah, yeah I I admittedly know very little about Gundam. I, age. I just read a couple of the mangas at the uh, at the time. Uh, so, some of the suits that that show up like in um in like Build Fighters, uh, you know, do do look really neat. Is uh, hmm. kind of my only tangential connection to to Age. So. <laughs> so. Uh, but that would be my first set of pirates. Nice. Alrighty. Pay How about you, Rob? Uh, these ones you might argue aren't pirates, but I would say they are. It's the uh, Junkions from Transformers. I think they're pirates. <laughs> they do piratical stuff. They uh, steal from the uh, the poor Transformers who land on their planets. And but uh, yeah, the Junkions. Eric Idle as oh, their oh. as their leader. The Hilarious. Yeah. I was gonna say, like they and they like they like Weird Al quite a bit, and they like there. Weird Al, yeah, it's true. <laughs> All pirates like Weird Al. It's a not a little known fact. Yes, but but uh, yeah. So that's my first one. I just thought the Junkions. I was like pirates. I think they're pretty piratical. Piratical. <laughs> puritanical. Maybe. No, not puritanical. That's, that might be something else. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I love, and they all turn into motorcycles of some sort, which is uh, also fun. Very piratey. Very pirate motorcycles, all spikes, spikes everywhere. Yes, all spikes. <laughs> Although they they <laughs> the do bike, have a or, orange and black and brown uh, color scheme, so that's not that piratical. But well, that's just to sell it to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make piracy cool. <laughs> if it's not black and red, it's not real pirates, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my first one. There you go. All right. Well, my my second one 
you know, I, I've I think I mentioned uh, a number of times on on the show that I've always found that the Tenchi Muyo uh, like universe and and space faring uh, uh, nature of it, I've always been fascinated by like the spaceships and and things like that. They're they're just so unique and different. Um, and uh, you know, for the next one on my list, I have Ryoko and her ship, you know, uh, uh, Ryo Oki. Uh, which is a, a little space bunny rabbit thing that transforms into a giant, like, pronged Very organic spaceship. looking. Yes, very, very crazy looking. Um, and, and but really fascinating. Like, I, I really enjoy her character. I think she, she falls under that archetype of, I think they're called, like, Dragon Lady, um, where she's, she's very energetic and, and uh, Revy from Black Lagoon is, like, another example. Like, <laughs> Uh, you know, to throw out another pirate. Um, Adrian Lady. Yeah. And um, but I've always uh, really liked her her character. Um, as, as much as she, she puts our, our main lead, Tenshi, uh, on his back foot in that she's she's very uh, aggressive in her attentions and affections <laughs> for him. As pirates uh, she, are. As pirates are. She she sees something she wants and, and she's going to try to get it. Um and uh, but I, I've always you know really enjoyed like her her character arc that she goes through um, in that, and I do like that she is just kind of this wanted criminal, uh, known for you know kind of vast the stampede levels of, of damage uh, yeah. to planets and, and intergalactic <laughs> piracy, uh, and 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 at the end of the day, like she spends most of the show just kind of lounging around this guy's house, um, <laughs> you know after being trapped in a tree for thousands of years or something like that. You know, it people age really weirdly in that show. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and, you know, again, like the, the character designs for her, I've always found really, really cool and stylistic. Um, she, she has that, uh, uh, like in, in her kind of her, her pirate uh, uh, outfit that you see like for wanted posters of her and stuff like that. She is that that quintessential like '90s uh, anime action girl kind of uh, thing, where it's like a big crazy gun, like some kind of weird sensor eye thing, and you know, straight out of like Dragon Ball Z or um, uh, what's that show, um, Iria. So yeah, uh, so Ryoko is is kind of my my second pick for the pirate list. Uh, what's next on yours, Pat? Uh, mine is a short story pirate from the Battletech universe, Silas Bell. Uh, oh. His yeah, his side story is that he is a pirate involved in vanishing a big drop ship called the Nova Hunter. Uh, and as you read through all the short stories, you find out in the first story he takes a bullet to the head and was thought to be dead. Uh, but then he later goes crazy and uh, kills himself because of the boat wound. Uh, like you but, do. Yeah, but then as you read the story, because the stories revolve around his daughter narrating the stories about uh, where Nova Hunter is, and, and uh, they have a, their own drop ship, which is similar to the one that everyone looks for. And the the Nova Hunter is like uh, I don't want to call it uh, a pre-air, but uh, like a supposedly has a lots of treasure in it. So everyone's looking for this dropship in these short stories. Gotcha. Uh, and 
um, the stories revolve around the daughter Justine Bell uh, telling the stories about her dad and people trying to get information and thinking it. And then eventually people start to turn on her. Her stepdad ends up killing her mother, who was uh, Silas Bell's wife first, uh, trying to get information from him. And then it just, it's all Machiavellian from there. <laughs> uh, and all these short stories were released on that uh, Kids. They had it, uh, what was that website? Battlecore. Battlecore. Do you remember that, Rob? No, but I, I know of it, yeah. Yeah, so they would release the short stories of them. That's where I read all these short stories back in the day. Uh, wasn't Still wasn't super in the, the, the clickies, but at least we were getting stories in it because we weren't getting any stories anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of these stories on Battle Quarters, I think, were uh, fan-made and some were mm-hmm. uh, published. Uh, okay. So I think they did anthologies from it, didn't they? I think. I think so too. Yeah. Really and cool. I, uh, so I think the what did they call it? It's the Justin Bell stories. Uh, I think it's Justine, but it could be Justin. Who knows? It's a girl. Uh, it is the daughter, and she's got it's three stories. I think they're Old Legend Never Dies, Titanium Rose, and then uh, Two Mechs, Three Queens, and a Pug. <laughs> Walk into a bar. <laughs> the last one. And I think there was, so, and if I remember right, uh, the two Mexican queens and a pug, uh, you find out that the ship that she's piloting is not the dropship everyone's looking for. <laughs> and then she finds out that her dad might not really be dead. Spoilers. Yeah. So, oh, well, who's going to go back? Yeah. <laughs> <this one>? uh, <laughs> uh, and this is, I think this is where I also learned about the Franken-Mech term at that time, because her battle tech, uh, or her battle mech in the the last story is uh, the head of an enforcer on top of Vindicator body. <laughs> so, nice. uh, Fortress class, that's the name, the, that's the type of job everyone's looking for. Gotcha. Um, it came to me all of a sudden, so... Uh, <laughs> That little part uh, of your brain unlocked. Yeah, as I'm talking. <laughs> so, all this stuff on, on all these three stories are supposedly happened pre Clan Invasion area too. That's why so, you like them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, that's uh, that's it for me. All right, Rob. What's your your next pick? Uh, very similar. I just went for a general uh, pick, but it's uh, all the periphery bandit kingdoms from BattleTech. I just love them in general because whenever you need just a random enemy to fight, they're the perfect random. foil because <laughs> they just could be anybody. You know, there's they like like Pat said, they have random mechs. Some of them lash together in various Franken forms, and uh, the periphery uh, uh, field guide was when we first find out about all these bandit kingdoms, and uh, yeah, I just love it. Now the all the different uh, video games and stuff, you always end up fighting these guys. And they're uh, they are usually just random bad guys, and it's it's. I think every game needs this generic bad guy to fight. So I agree. And, so it's uh, always handy to have. <laughs> you don't have to have any uh, you know, political leanings. They're just uh, you know, pirates. Pirates are fight fun to fight. What can you say? And uh, bandit kingdoms. There's there's like a lot of famous ones, but generally I I like the generic versions because uh, 
You want me to get famous ones, they have to have backstories and things like that. You don't want that. You just want to just murder them on the field in battle. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> this is in game terms, at least. Not in story yes, terms. Yes, <laughs> So that's it. Very Periphery nice. uh, uh, Bandit Kingdoms from Battletech. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, it, I think it's for my uh, last one that we'll, we'll kind of uh, do just the, the three for this time. Uh I've, I've talked at length about my enjoyment of the Outlaw Star uh, <laughs> series. And, uh, you know, most notably, there's, there's a whole uh, part in the, in this, in the an anime where they talk about the three forces of, you know, power in, in the universe, in the galaxy. And it's, you have the, the space forces, you have the pirates, and you have the outlaws. Uh, and our our, clue, our crew are the outlaws, which means they're up against a lot of pirates. Yeah. Uh, and in particular, there is a band called the Anton Seven uh, that are sent to uh, to you know deal with our our plucky heroes and retake the the spaceship which they stole from from said pirate organization. Uh, so so there's seven of these kind of elite killers. Uh, that are sent to to deal with um, with our heroes and and they come in a, a variety of of specialties and combat types and and whatnot. There's there's a guy that's kind of uh, I'm getting too old for this kind of thing and he's just carrying around a big sack of guns <laughs> and um, yeah it's like each one challenges our our heroes in a different way. Um, I think with the exception being this one dude that looks like Vega from Street Fighter um, in that he is is a comic relief character in the Hot Springs episode as he keeps like trying to attack our heroes in the like in the background of a shot <laughs> and keeps getting like taken out by you know uh, rushing water or <laughs> train or you know something will will uh, you know knock him out and Fun fact: In the English dub, he hums uh, "If I Only Had a Brain" to himself. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So, so uh, the Anton Seven uh, is a, a great uh, dynamic group of, of villains that our, our heroes have to face and overcome, and you know, in in, in their own way, kind of grow from the experience of, <laughs> of facing them. So, uh, I I really enjoy Outlaw Star, um, and and it it. For me, it does kind of have, you know, one of the, if, if Captain Harlock, is, you know, sets a bar for where space pirates are, like, for me, Outlaw Star is, is right there close with, with their treatment of, of pirates in, in their galaxy. So, yeah, I like Outlaw nice. Star and the Unten 7 are crazy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Pat, do you have one last one for us? I do not have any more. Oh, okay. He's tapped out. I'm tapped out. That's fair. It was hard. It was hard enough to find the two I had. Honestly, <laughs> I, uh, I just don't see a lot of pirates in my. In, I think there is. You just the you don't you don't think about them. That's the problem. I was the same way. I was like, I'm sure there's pirates. You just get you know. It, you got to bring it yeah. to your head. You're like, was this anime? There was pirates in that anime. I can't remember. <laughs> and and a lot of times, you know, ultimately, like a lot of these do just kind of come off as like one off battles, right? Mm -hmm. It'll be like, oh, they're space pirates. Let's fight them. Yes. Uh, and then and then we move on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the, there's there's often a bigger plot uh, or or plight at 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 work. 
um, as opposed to it being like the focus of, of a series mm -hmm. of any kind. So, yeah. uh, Rob, did you have one more? Yep. Uh, my last one is from uh, Exo Squad. I went for the, the generic bad guys in the last one, and this time it starts out, you think these uh, pirate clans are generic bad guys. They uh, live out past the, like the, I, I can't remember how far out, like past Jupiter. They have the pirate kingdom. And uh, they're like causing trouble for the uh, the Earth government. And you're like, oh, these are the bad guys. And then the uh, Neo-Sapiens uh, rebel. And all of a sudden, they ha the Earth government has to, in exile, has to flee. And they flee to these uh, pirate kingdoms. And then the pirates end up being the good guys. So led by Simbaka, he's like a... He, he brings the pirates into legitimacy, pretty much, in Exo Squad to come back and fight the Neo-Sapiens. And, uh, yeah, it turns out to be the pirates make good. So I thought I'd redeem my last uh, pick with the bad pirates with some good pirates. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but they're, they're a major plot line to the story because you're like, oh, they're the bad guys. Because at the beginning, they're just ruthless. And then they turn around. So there you go. Yeah. Exo Squad, a very underrated American cartoon from the back in the day. Didn't last uh, long enough. Yeah, Exo Squad. I was like, oh my god, you so just said. I was thinking, is he really talking about that cartoon? Yeah, it's great. It's a great show. Uh, right around the same time as BattleTech, uh, BattleTech. Uh, yeah, I think Mask, cartoon. Mask, Mask was around that time too, wasn't it? Mask was a lot earlier because that was GI oh. Joe Mask Transformers. There, there was the earlier generation. This was like '90s, I guess. These ones came out maybe early okay. '90s, and uh, yeah, when BattleTech came out, and you're like had this terrible CGI and stuff. Where Exo Squad kind of did it right without trying to add too much of the extra CGI stuff. So that was the only problem with Battletech. Battletech could have been great. It's just they had all the battles were in that terrible CGI and it looked terrible. <laughs> so anyways. The state of the art. Yeah, it was at the time, but, unfortunately. But, Until uh, Beast Wars, nothing uh, really could do. In, uh, <laughs> reboot, but that you was... Re reboot? <laughs> yeah, but Reboot was made in... You're in the computer, so it's supposed to look kind of janky sometimes, right? So Fair. you're not trying to recreate reality, which these were, and it was terrible. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Captain Harlock and Queen Esmeralda and all, all the others uh, from the, the Leiji Matsumoto universe, uh, you know, make the make the list for sure. And yeah, uh, we, we'd be remiss to not mention them. But at the same time, uh, we think they stand up on, on their own and don't really need our recommendation. Uh, right. Especially Harlock. Harlock <laughs> is like the basis of all pirates. So Yeah, it really yeah. is. All space pirates uh, come from him. Mm -hmm. And even even just kind of his little dramatic pose where well, and his he's little skull and crossbones on his chest and yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely is a template that everyone yeah, copies. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so uh yeah, definitely go and check out, you know, all all of all of that uh catalog there because th there's there's few weak entries to begin with, and that's because they're all at least good, if not better. Um, yeah, and so, and that includes Interstellar 55555, uh, you know, the Daft Punk music video anime movie, um, which is a whole album long with no other dialogue. It's great. That's, that's Daft Punk for you. Yeah. And, um, and so, kind of uh, with that, uh, if there's, if you guys have any, you know, piratey themed either spacefaring or mech related uh, uh, anime shows, comics, anything under the sun uh, that you'd like to, to mention or point out. Because I'm uh, sure we're forgetting to... some major ones, that's for sure. Yep. 
leave it in the, the YouTube comments below because we're going to have those now. Yeah. And uh, or hit us up on, on Facebook. That's where like our main community, uh, I think, hangs out. We also have Discord as well. But I'm doing Rob's job here. This is usually like we got <laughs> next field to do too. Don't waste it all here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So with that, we're gonna head on out to the expo. Let's exfil out of here. And with the second sound of the clapper, <laughs> we, are, the, we find nothing's behind the, the scenes for Brian. <laughs> the, this this time uh, with the record button clicked, <laughs> and uh, and so here, here we are to wrap up the show. Thank you all for for joining us on this adventure through space pirates and and whatnot, remembering some of the greats uh, that are out there and and you know rec- making our recommendations to uh, check check all of it out because uh, there's there's good to be had there. And uh, true. and yeah, so you know wherever wherever your your space travels may take you. And you always fight for freedom till your your bones are nothing but dust. <laughs> wow, how how artistic! Yes, I'm stealing it from people, but <laughs> I'll, I'll stop there because I I get a little too artistic and it's getting late at night and I can't think straight. <laughs> so so with that, uh, Rob, you want to take us away? Uh, please like, share, subscribe on the YouTube's. This is going to be where it's going to live. I think uh, Podbean will end in June. I think we decided. So, this, come on over here if you want to keep listening. Tell us how you liked seeing our pretty faces and how seeing the pictures also in the uh, in the podcast worked for you. I just kind of popped them up. Brian's making crazy faces that scared me a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell us how how you liked it. Please do comment because we we do like responding to everybody. And yes. uh, as a video podcast, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, and well, if there's anything so. you'd like to see as part of a video podcast, if yeah. you like to see, if you like not see us too, please. Yeah, if you'd it. also like to just have us, you know, we'll just we, wear we masks, just have picture backgrounds or something, as opposed to. I got lots our, of masks. I can just faces. throw one on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, or yeah. we can parade around our little gunpla or something like that. Yeah, I don't have any to hand. It's all over there. Yeah, um, downstairs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's about it. Please uh, do tell us how you like this new video version. And if you don't like yes. it, sorry, it's going to be his. Yeah. <laughs> but tell uh, us anyway. But uh, with that, you know, I've been Brian. I've been Chopper. I've been Rob. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Adios, amigos. Posted it. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.